ask the giver know where our giving comes from. He's done it again. Let us stand that God's blessings might be invoked upon these gifts. All thanks. All things come of me. Blessings in our obedience. Quiet.
wonderful? Isn't he marvelous? Isn't he the Prince of Peace? The everlasting Father? He's wonderful. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. For it is by him that we live, move, and have our being. And we confess your King of Kings and your Lord of Lords. You're the potentate of paradise. You have all power in your hands. We thank you for worship. We, we, we worthy, we worth your name this morning. We exalt you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We confess your King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, God, as we sit in our tents, speak to our hearts. Convince, convict, and if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Hallelujah. Giving honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to all of our co-laborers in the pulpit, all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, to our visitors, to our great choir. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Praise the Lord. To our diligent ushers and to all of you that have come by bus, we greet you in the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm reminded of the man born blind in John chapter 9. Jesus approaches the man and his disciples said, Lord, who sinned, him or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither. But this is for the glory of Almighty God. And when Jesus healed the man and the man began to see for the first time in his life, the religious leaders, the Pharisees and Sadducees who were against Jesus, amen, condemned Jesus in his presence and says, he's nothing but a sinner. And the man had an interesting response. He said, whether Jesus is a sinner or not, I don't know. What I do know is that I was blind, but now I see. Can I get a witness? And you know what? What I do know this morning, yeah, is that I was blind, but now I see. I was on my way to hell, now I'm on my way to heaven. Can I get a witness? I was in bondage, but now I'm free. The man from Galilee saved my sin-sick soul, and he has made me whole. Can I get a witness? And this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Can I get a witness? Praise his name. He's worthy to be praised. This morning, as expeditiously as possible, we've heard and we've done a lot, and I want to 
thank all of you, thank our staff. Amen. Let's give our staff a hand clap. They put all of the trimmings together. And I appreciate everything they have done. They are awesome. And I need to say this, that uh, when I had the boxing gloves on and running back here doing all this, you know, there was a time I could do that almost for half a day. <laughs> now that somebody hit me, I got to pick something up, Doc. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't be doing all that stuff no more. Lord, have mercy. Amen. And, uh, but the Lord is good. This morning, we want to challenge your hearts in Genesis chapter 22. Genesis, first book of the Bible written by Moses, part of Torah, Pentateuch. Genesis 22, and I'll look at three different verses beginning at verse 11. I want to move, amen, to um, verse 14. Verse 11, I want to begin with, and the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here am I. And he said, Lay not, verse 12, thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God. Now don't miss this. Seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me, in verse 14a, and Abraham called the place, the name of that place, Jehovah Jireh, meaning the Lord. Church folk get this wrong. They tell you Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide. That's not what it means. The Lord will provide himself. And I'll develop that for you. He will provide himself. This morning, I want to preach around the subject, whatever God asks, give it. Whatever God asks, just give it. One of the greatest examples of faith, faithfulness, favor, future, and finish is seen in the life of Abraham, the patriarch. And the word patriarch means father of. He's considered to be the father of the faith. And Abraham was called to go, challenged to obey, confronted to give, and compelled to glorify Almighty God. The historicity of these biblical characters are found in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 in the hall of fame of faith, which by the way has nothing negative to say about any of these patriarchs. But the life of Abraham was a man demonstrated by God as God, listen, placed a series of tests in front of Abraham. And his response to these tests would determine his eventual destiny. 
Meaning, 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 meaning. I, I'm going to come back to this. Meaning that God is so that he engineers something before the foundation of the world. And as we respond in childlike faith to his will, his word, and his way, those things that God had already engineered begin to converge into a blessing. We, we, we think that our obedience moves God to bless us. No, the blessing is already waiting. Yeah. Right. Yes, Amen. And, 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 and see, deliverance doesn't come when you get in trouble. Deliverance is already there waiting for trouble. Can I get a witness? In, in, in other words, what, what we don't understand, God said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. In other words, amen, before the foundation of the world. And, and, and see, we, don't, we can't fathom this because we are finite and we deal in elements of time. But the eternality of God says, no, 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 everything is finished. Can I get a witness? That, that Jesus was crucified before the foundation of of the word. And we, we can't even fathom that. You say, well, how can that be? Well, Isaiah prophesied 745 years before the birth of Christ and talked in the past tense. He was bruised for our transgressions. He was wounded for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we, I'm preaching already, we are healed. How can you talk in the past tense 750 years before it even happens if God has not already finalized everything can I get a witness Je Jesus Jesus told Satan I saw you falling like lightning I'm preaching I, I, I saw you booted out of heaven Lord have mercy as Lucifer can I get a witness a, a, amen and so one of the things that, that that we need to understand is God placed these tests in front of us these tests are designed for us to respond, listen, by faith. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. And God knows all of the, Lord have mercy, all, all, all of the uh, inner workings of what's going on in your life. He knows what's difficult for you. He knows where you've been. He knows what you're going through. He knows where you're trying to go. God's got all that stuff figured out. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, uh, the just, uh, the just ones shall live by faith. Do I have a witness? We don't, we don't live by sight. We live by faith. We, we trust God every day to work out the particulars of our lives. Can I get a witness? That, 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 our, that, that we take these steps towards maturity. We move daily by faith. Amen. And, 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 and God's not going to show you everything. God's not going to let you see everything. God's not going to let you understand everything because he wants you to trust him and him alone. Can I get a witness? That's, that's why David, see David could get caught up. David could get caught up. David, David could say in Psalm 46, the Lord is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar thereof, there is a stream 
that shall make glad the city of God. Uh, David understood this stuff. David understood that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, leadeth me beside still waters, restoreth my soul when I get down and out. Can I, and he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies to the point that your cup of joy will run over. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. It was Joseph that said to his brothers, you meant it for evil, but my God meant it for good. That God is an all-encompassing, all-wise. Can I get a witness? To him, the future is the past. To him, the past is the future. He is all of that and everything else. Can I get a witness? And that's why he just wants us to come and worship him. Worship the Lamb. Worship, amen. Worship the Father because he is who he said he was. And it's here in this narrative on Abraham, this biological biographical, excuse me, sketch, that as Solomon built a beautiful temple and, amen, as Malachi talks about the storehouse. Yeah. And, and, and listen, as Haggai, the minor prophet, equated holes in your pockets with the house of God lacking. He said, you keep earning, but you can't multiply. Can I get a witness? Because your heart is not where it ought to be. Can I get a witness? And, and, and the more money you accumulate, I put holes in your pocket so it just go out. So the more you make, the roof leaks, the car breaks down, the children get in trouble. I'm preaching to somebody. Can I get a witness? If you would only do what is right in the sight of Almighty God. I want to look at four unique and, and, and what I deem to be four awesome dynamics of the life of Abraham and 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 Abraham is um, the progenitor of the Hebrews and the Jews and I want to say this about Abraham first of all Abraham's life reflects a geographical design chapter 12 and 13 what do you mean by that a place and the test is Test number one to Abraham is, are you ready to conform to go? That is, when we look at this matter of place, in Genesis 12, God called, God called Abraham at age 60 to go, to leave the Ur of the Chaldees and move towards Canaan. But the Hebrews account says that he was going, not knowing where he was going. Oh, I'm preaching now. God, God, God didn't give him, amen, a Facebook page. He didn't give him internet information. He said, Abraham, get up and go. He called him, Kaleo, out of the earth of the Chaldees. He took Terah's father, took Sarah, his wife, Sarai, took Lot, his nephew. He got up chapter 12 of Genesis, and began to go based solely on the Word of God. And as he was going, I'm sure Sarah, his wife, said, and you know, Sarah, I was a beautiful woman. I'm sure she said, baby, where are you going? I don't know. I'm just going. He's going not knowing, Lord have mercy, where he was going. And he was moving, listen, towards a certain place. 
He wasn't meditating, he was moving. Yeah. He wasn't caught up in his own personal welfare. He was caught up in the wisdom of what God's word told him to do. He wasn't sitting, he was serving. He wasn't surveying, he was supporting. He was moving, listen, towards the place that God told him to go. Are you with me? Now, when I think of this word place, and we can use it metaphorically, when I think of, think of the word place, when you get to Genesis 47 to 50, and the, and the story account moves to Joseph, Joseph, who's the son of Jacob, Jacob, who's the son of Isaac, Isaac, who's the son, I'm preaching now, of Abraham, it was Joseph who was thrown in the ditch by his brothers, you understand that, and they sold him into Potiphar's house, can I get a witness? They, they, they rigged up a scene that he had got killed, they dipped his uh, coat of many colors, amen, in blood, took it back to Jacob, Jacob's heart was broken, and, and he's in Egypt, and then he's falsely accused by Potiphar's wife and thrown in jail for two years with a butler and a baker. Uh, are you with me? But the Bible keeps saying in Genesis, but the Lord was with Joseph. And when the Lord is with you, he's more than the world against you. When the Lord is on your side, nothing can hurt you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Nobody can bring you down. Nobody can take you out. If, if God, that's why Paul said, if God be for us, then who can be against us? And, 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 J, and, and, and Joseph, went on, jo, Joseph went on to ask his same brothers who went, listen, had to come back to Egypt because of a famine. He asked them a rhetorical question. He said, am I not in the place of God? Denoting that God placed me here. Seventy souls with Jacob came into Egypt and in 430 years multiplied to two and a half million. You're not getting the math. Joseph was in God's plan to multiply his people into a nation. And, 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 and so in Genesis 12, he's, he's told to leave the earth of Chaldees and go. And then in Genesis 13, we know this, we've taught this, we review this. He gets in trouble because he goes down into Egypt because of a famine. And as he goes down into Egypt, he lies about Sarai. Sarai is very pretty. He lies about Sarai, that she was his sister, not his wife, because he was scared Pharaoh was going to take her. And, and God troubled Pharaoh with dreams and told him to let him go. And, and he came up out of, look, up out of geographically, when you go down into Egypt, you're always going down. Yeah. Egypt is represented the world. When you leave the church, go back in the world, you're going down. Can I get a witness? When they came up out of Egypt, he's going back to Palestine. He's going back towards Canaan. Uh, do I have a witness? And the Bible says three things characterize his fellowship with God. Listen to this. He pitched a tent, he built an altar, and he called upon the name of the Lord. And here we go. He leaves that place. And in Genesis 14, he gets a message that Lot's been kidnapped. And this is called the Battle of the Five Kings. And Abraham gets his men and he rescues Lot. And on the way back from the rescue, he's got Lot now. Lot's his nephew. Yeah. And when he defeated the kings, the king's people offered him booty. Yeah. 
offered him money and riches. And Abraham said, no, I don't want any. And on his way back, he runs into a man called Melchizedek, who had no beginning of days, no end of days, no mother, no father, high priest, king of Salem, king of Jerusalem. And the Bible says that Abraham fell down and worshipped him. He's a type of Christ. Fell down and worshipped him and tithed into him. Gave him a tenth of all that he had. It's right there in Genesis 14. Now wait a minute. Abraham is 500 years before the law of Moses in Exodus. People say, well, tithing is the law. No, it's not. Tithing is pre-law. I'm already preaching. He tithed, but here's what he did. He tithed into his own posterity. When he tied into Melchizedek, who's a type of Christ, type of God, when he tied into Melchizedek, he was blessing Isaac, who was not born yet. He was blessing Jacob, who was not born yet. He was blessing Joseph, who was not born yet. Child of God, when we give God what God is asking for, God covers our children. He covers our grandchildren. He covers our seed. He covers our prosperity. God covers it all. Then you get to chapter 15, still dealing with this place. God comes in a vision to Abraham and what we call the Abrahamic covenant. And here's what he tells Abraham. I am self-revelatory, self-existing God. I am your shield. I'm your protection. Listen to this, and your exceedingly great reward. I'm your reward, not man, I'm your reward. See, everything that we do, we do for Jesus. Can I get a witness? We don't do to man, we do it to Jesus. Can I get a witness? And child, and child of God, child of God, when we look at the geographical place of Abraham, amen, that he, yeah, uh, the Bible says, that when he met this self-existing, self-revealing God, and Abraham believed God, and it was counted, it was reckoned to him for righteousness. Two things. The human side is faith. We believe God. The divine side is reckoning. It's called imputation in theology. God reckons and imputes to our account righteousness because we believe his report. Y'all ain't getting this. You cannot have impartation of the Holy Spirit till you get imputation where God takes all your sins and put them away. Can I get a witness? People are sitting here trying to get impartation and they've never been introduced to imputation. Can I get a witness? You can't have everlasting life without enlightenment. Do I have a witness up in the house? So, so, so Abraham's life reflects a geographical design. It's called a plate. He's going towards Palestine. He's going towards Canaan. He's moving. 
not meditating. Some of us in the church, we've been meditating for years. Won't move. Can I get a witness? And we have to, metaphorically, be in God's place. You got to be where God wants you to be. I'm not just talking about a building, not physically. Spiritually, you got to be where God wants you to be. To be blessed. Because everything is predicated on us being in God's place. I'm where God wants me to be. That is not a point of discussion. Thank you, Jesus. Look at the second element of Abraham's life. Not only does his life reflect a geographical design, but secondly, it reflects a biological development. Not a place, but a people. Now, here's test number two. Cooperate with my grace. Uh, 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 this, 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 this one's going to kill you. Chapter 16 to 21. Now, when God called Abram, he called him at age 60. He left the Ur. He got stuck in Haran with Terah, his father, Lot, his uh, nephew, and Sarai, his wife. And it took 15 years for him to get out of the delay back into God's will. He was 75 when he left Iran, moving back towards Canaan. Are you with me? 75. As Abraham is moving, Abraham turns 86 years old. Are you with me? He's now challenged by age. Because the promise of God is getting ready to come. You're going to have a son. You know, the thing about promises, when God promises us stuff, God allows circumstances to suffocate the promise. He allows adversity to suffocate the very thing he promised so that you are forced to be sold out and believe God beyond your human ability. I'm trying to preach to y'all this morning. So, 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 so God is able to call things that be not as though it already was. Can I get a witness? Now here's this man at 86 biologically. No Viagra. No Cialis. Luther, what's the other medicine? You... I got green, you got any? Good, good. After a certain age, we need some help, don't we? <laughs> well, look at this. So, Sarai, listen, Sarai, his beautiful wife, says, Abraham, we need to help God fulfill his promises. So why don't you come into my 19, 20-year-old beautiful Egyptian handmaid called Hagar. Hagar was built like a brick house. Hagar had no stretch marks. 
Hagar didn't have no weaves. She didn't have no implants. Hagar was bad. I told Sister Gordon, I said, we need somebody to clean our house. So let me go find a nice 20-year-old. She said, hi. 89 with no teeth. <laughs> I clean myself. Look at this. So Sarah says, come on into my handmaid and... Yeah, uh, go on and have sex with her that we may have an offspring. And there's nothing in the Bible that says Abraham says, let me pray about it. All right, come on, Pastor. Yes, sir. There, 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 there's nothing in the Bible where Abraham says, well, I think that's out of the will of God. Abraham said, all right, darling, if you say so. And, and he went in and the woman became impregnated and had a son and his name was Ishmael. Father of the Muslims. You know why we got turmoil in the Middle East? Because of Abraham's sin. They could not wait on God's promise. So when they have uh, 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 when they have uh, when Hagar has Ishmael, Amen. Then God, look how deep God. This is grace. After we fail, and we do fail. How how many of y'all know we fail? We we fail. We we mess this thing up every day. Can I get a witness? After we fail, God's grace shows up. And God said, Abraham, in spite of you and Sarah's sin, you're still going to have a son. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The only problem is, it's going to take another 14 years for him to come. So you're 86, by the time you are 99 and turning 100, then I'm going to give you a son. Sarah's womb will be dead, no menstrual, no, 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 the ovaries won't work, the, the fallopian tube is dead, and he said, but I like it that way, I like things to be so far-fetched that I gotta initiate it, I like, I like things to be so messed up that that's when I do my best work, that's, that's when I walk in and I'm able to make changes and you know that you had nothing to do with it. You know it's not by power nor by might but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Keep on living. There's going to be something in your life that's going to be beyond the doctors, beyond your comprehension, beyond your children, beyond your marriage. You're going to be out of options and then Jesus is going to step in. And when he steps in, he's going to let you know that he's king of kings and lord of lords. 
Now, no, no, wait a minute. The New Testament book of Galatians, written by Paul, the apostle says this, that this birth, yeah, of Ishmael by Hagar and Isaac, which means laughter, I'll get to that in a minute, by Sarah is an allegory. This allegory in systematic theology, this allegory symbolizes that Hagar represents bondage. And Ishmael, her son, represents the flesh. And Sarah represents liberty and freedom. And Isaac represents the spirit. And then the allegory goes on to say, connect back up with the story, that God told Sarah, Sarah, throw out the bondwoman and her son. They cannot live in the same house with the free woman and the promised son who represents the spirit. And you say, well, what does all this mean? I'm glad you asked. In the believer's life, we got to, through the power of the Holy Spirit, throw out the bondwoman and the flesh because the flesh and the spirit cannot coexist. Y'all ain't praying with me. And, 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 so, and, so, and so, child of God, when we begin to look at this biological, uh, of this bond woman, and then you get to chapter 17, and here comes God, he reaffirms, he ratifies the covenant again to Abraham. Biological. God is putting together a people. The Bible talks about three things. Listen, a people, the Jews. They're God's chosen people. Yes. A person, the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. and a program called the church. Three things. And the promises to Israel are not the promises to the church. Right. And the promises to the church are not the promises to Israel. Right. Do I have a witness? Yes. Oh, Lord, I'm preaching up in this place. Y'all not getting this. Can I get a witness? That, 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 see, when Jesus came, he, he interrupted the program. Can I get a witness? When he, you're not getting this. Daniel gives you a prophetic arithmetic. He gives you a prophetic, listen, multiplication of what's going on. Amen. And in chapter 9 of Daniel, verses 24 to 27, he says that, listen, that the time of the kingdom of the Jews will be determined. Seventy weeks will determine how God deals with his people. It's a mathematical equation in the book of Daniel. By the way, God's name is always seen in the suffix or prefix of E-L. El Elyon, Most High God. El Shaddai. Big breasted one. El Roy. Are you with me? Look at this. Suffix Daniel. E L. Michael. Suffix E L. Elijah. Prefix. Are you are you are you with me? Hanging there with me. 
E-L. E-L denotes God. And, and, and so, and so here, here, is, here is God. He gets to chapter 18 and 19, and there's a theophany. What is a theophany? It's when God takes on human form, angel of the Lord. Abraham and Sarai is under the trees of Mamre. Three people approach. Two are angels. One is the pre-incarnate, the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham falls down to worship and said, will you stay? Can we feed you? Two go into Sodom to destroy it. They negotiate over 50 souls. It gets down to 10. Do I have a witness? That child of God, when you look at this, this biological aspect of Abraham's life, God was using Abraham to begin to be progenitor to a people who would multiply into two and a half million and go into Egypt and then come out under Moses. Are you with me? Yeah. And every time along the way, God did something to prove that nothing could hurt his people. In the book of Daniel, when they put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace, and Nebuchadnezzar said, you know, I, I knew I put three in, but behold, I see a fourth one looks like the Son of God. God was saying, you can put my people in a furnace. They'll never be consumed. Adolf Hitler, no matter what you do, my people coming out. Can I get a witness? Because that's the nature of God. God, when God says something, it's got to happen. God will let all hell break out. God will let Satan come. God will let evil people rise up, but he can't hurt his people. Can I get a witness? My people are called by my name. Can I get a witness? His people are safe under the mighty hand of God. I, 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 just, I, just, I just wish I had time. Abraham's life reflects a geographical yeah, design, it reflects a biological development. But third, his life reflects a sacrificial deliverance, a promise. Here's test number three. Promise. Comply with my giveaways. Whatever I ask, give it. Look at chapter 22, our text. Are you with me? Now, once again, yeah. God once again puts Abraham to a test. Not just any test, but the greatest test of his life. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, your greatest test has not even come up yet. Now, 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 wait, now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, now, now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen to pastor. Now turn back to him and say, if you have not passed the mini tests, you're going to have a hard time with the final. Why? Because the tests are cumulative. I'm preaching up in this place. Man. See, everything we go through, God is preparing us for something else. He, he's preparing us with a blessing. He's preparing us to be tough-minded. He's preparing us with a steadfastness. Come on, can I get a witness? He's preparing us with a faith that's strong. 
Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord is asking you to do something, and in your mind you say, you know what, this is difficult, but I remember the last time he asked me to do something. And I didn't think I could do it, but I got through. The last time I was going through hell, and but the Lord came by my side, and he lifted me up, and he turned me around. The last time I, I was, amen, floating in the midst of nothingness, but Jesus showed up. And when I ran out of strength, he strengthened me. When I, when I had no amen, when I didn't have the heart to go through, he gave me strength in the time of trouble. He'll do it, saints. And, and, and if, if you just be faithful over the few things, he'll, he'll make you rule over the many things. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God is here. That God says, Abraham... Abraham and Abraham said behold verse 1 of chapter 22 here I am you need to do a study when God when God calls your name twice what that means it does not denote that he thinks you didn't hear him when God calls your name twice, it means here comes a big one. He said, here I am. And God said in verse 2, now take thy son, thine only son Isaac. No, no, stop, stop, stop. We, we're going to get out here in a few minutes. God had to wait till Isaac was his only son for this test to work. All right, all right. Ishmael had to get out. I'm, I'm preaching. He, he had to go. He said, take your son, your only son, at whom you lovest. God waited till his heart was broken by his son. His, his heart was into his son. And get thee unto the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will show thee. Now, 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 now stop, pause in part, because in Leviticus, which is the ceremonial law book of sacrifices, five sacrifices, peace offering, meal offering, burnt offering, trespass offering, sin offering. Pastor knows this, I taught this, I know this. Listen to this. These offerings are what Israel had to bring before God before they could worship and a man on Yom Kippur once a year, you know the story. Every day the priests would go into the tabernacle, remember that? And they would take uh, 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 candles in, they would change the light stand, they would put new loaves of bread on the bread stand, amen, table of shoe bread, come on now, amen, Can candlelight table, isn't that right? Are y'all with me? Yeah, and, 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 and the priests were going daily to take care of those things, but once a year, the high priest, they would tie a rope around him and he would go with his ephod, 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel, and he had to kill a lamb outside of the camp. Y'all ain't getting this. On a laver, 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 he would have to take the blood, put it in a basin, and the high priest would have to walk into, amen, the holy place. 
table of shoe bread, light stand, amen. And, 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 and he would go come to a curtain, Lord have mercy. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and behind the curtain was the Holy of Holies. Nobody dare go in there. And the Holy of Holies is where the Shekinah glory was represented between the cherubim's wings. It was the presence of Almighty God. And he would take that blood and sprinkle it seven times on the mercy seat. The mercy had a lid. And when God was pleased with the blood, he would close the lid. And the closing of the lid signified that your sins, Israel, was covered, not washed away. They were covered for one more year. You had to come here every year and offer this bloody sacrifice. Do I have a witness? And when God closed the lid and in the Ark of the Covenant was Aaron's bud, that, uh, Aaron's rod that budded, the, and in the Ark of the Covenant was the Ten Commandments. In the Ark of the Covenant, thank you Jesus, amen, was, listen, God uh, was represented by the showing of this uh, blood and when the lid dropped, the high priest would come out and they would shout that God had received their offering for one more year. But in Hebrews 10, 12, talking about Jesus, it says, but this man, after he offered one sacrifice forever, sat down on the right hand side of God until his enemies be made his footstool. I'm preaching up in this place. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Take your son and give him up as an atonement, a covering, a burnt offering. Can I get a witness? And Abraham took, verse 6, the wood and laid it upon Isaac. And, and Isaac is not a little boy. Isaac is a lad, probably 33, maybe 30. Isaac is a lad. And Isaac said, Father, where... He said, Father, I'm a little confused. Abraham said, what is the son? He said, the wood is here. The knife is here. The fire is here. But where is the sacrifice? Abraham said, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide himself as a sacrifice. The Bible says Abraham got up early in the morning talking about his faith and his faithfulness, his favor, his fear, his fruit. He got up and pulled the knife back to kill Isaac and then out of the bush a voice said, do thy lad no harm. Thank you, Jesus. It's only a test. Only a test. I'm at the age now where I remember in Philly, we had three channels, three, six, and 10. No cable, no UHF, three channels. Star Spangled Banner came on at one o'clock at night, no more TV. How many of y'all remember that? Can I get a witness? Some of y'all put money in your TV and then when the quarter ran out, it cut off. You know what I'm talking about. Isn't that right? Sky King, Bat Masterson, Gunsmoke, you, 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 you remember. Now, now listen, I remember that I would be sitting down in front of my TV as a little boy looking at TV and all of a sudden something go, ah! And we would sit there and look. Picture go, funny noise, 
scream, and a voice would say, excuse me, we're sorry to interrupt your program. There's nothing wrong with your television. But we are running a test. Can I get a witness? And when the test is over, we will resume your program. How many of y'all remember that? And like dopes, we would sit there and look at it. And then the TV program would pick right back up where it left off. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Well, every once in a while, while you and I are preoccupied with our lives, God comes along and says, excuse me. I'm sorry to interrupt your program. But I'm running a test. Do I have a witness? And at the end of the test, we will resume your programming. God, 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 God told Abraham, don't, don't kill the young lad. Here it is. Now, now, no. You fear God. I had to put you to the test. My omniscience, my omniscience knew, but experientially, I had to let this thing go through. I, I had to ask you for something that was dead to you. I had to ask you for something that you didn't think you could do. I had to ask you for something that you weren't willing to do, and I wanted to see if you was going to do it. Yes, sir. And the minute you consented to do it, now I will bless your destiny. I will make your seed like the stars of heaven, like the dust of the earth. Now, amen, I will bless you, and whoever tries to curse you, I will curse. Can I get a witness? God says, Abraham, I've got your back. Can I get a witness? And child of God, uh, why are you preaching this? Because you need to hear God in this knockout debt. And you need to give God what God wants without thinking, without rationalizing, without doing math, without doing arithmetic. I dare you to just step to the plate and say whatever the master asks for, I'm a gift to him. Because I believe the word of God. My God is an awesome God. My, my God is able. My, my God can do far exceedingly above above all that you ask or think my God is an all wise God finally Abraham's life reflects a redemptive disclosure because this was a typology you know why the ram was caught in the thicket because it was only a test can I get a witness? But John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting eternal life. Do I have a witness? I, I, I'm, I'm getting out your way, but child of God, I need you to hear this. See, Jesus says, search the scriptures, they speak of me. Can I get a witness? Uh, yeah, when you search the scriptures, you will understand that Jesus represents those five offerings in Leviticus. I am your peace offering. I am your meal offering. I am your burnt offering. I am your trespass offering. I am your sin offering. Can I get a witness? 
And child of God, when you understand that Abraham represents God the Father and Eleazar, his servant, represents the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? And Isaac represents Jesus. That God came around the same vicinity of Mount Moriah. When you look at the geographics, Mount Moriah is where Calvary was. I'm preaching now. And you know what happened at Calvary. That's why Isaiah said, for unto us a child is born. That's his 100% man. And unto us a son is given. That's his 100% divinity. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says that Jesus told them, no man takes my life. I've got power to lay my life down and I've got power to take it up again. Philippians 2 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being God, being in the form of God, amen, thought of not robbery in, in the Greek. What that means, child of God, is that he did not demand his prerogatives, but he could empty himself and carry out God's will. God's will is costly sometimes. God's will going to cost you some sleepless nights. God's will will cost you some discomfortable days. But I dare you to go on and do it. Whatever God is asking for, I dare you to go on and give it to him. I dare you to go on and try him at his word. I dare you to go on. Ezekiel said, he's a wheel in the wheel. Jeremiah said, he's a bomb in Gilead. Abraham said, he's a city on a hill. Can I get a witness? Jesus told the Pharisees, listen to this. He said the queen of the south, queen of Sheba, came all the way across the world to hear the wisdom of Solomon. He said, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Can I get a witness? He said Nineveh would have repented a long time ago in uh, uh, trespasses and, and ashes had they heard my preaching. And, and a greater than Jonah is here. I do I have a witness. Child of God, when they led him to Calvary, they hung him high. They stretched him out. Can I get a witness? And Jesus was between two thieves. Can I get a witness? And he's the hypostatic union. He had to dismiss his divinity in order for the humanity to die. Because you can't kill God. Can I get a witness? You'll get that going home. But then he locked his head in the locks of his shoulders. And at 3 o'clock the Bible says he died. Did he die? He died till the sun stopped shining. He died till the earth stopped reeling and rocking. He died to a Roman centurion said, Surely this was the Son of God. But early, I said early, early, Jesus got up with all power, all power, all power in his hand. Listen to me. And because he lives, we live. Whatever God asks for, give it to him. Now listen, I got one son. If God came to me and said, kill your son, I would say no. But Abraham got up early. 
in the morning. You know why he got up early? Because he knew by faith that resurrection was a reality. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know by what means he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. All I know, if I obey him, he's going to do it. Say yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's going to do it. He will do far exceedingly abundantly above. He's going to do it. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless your prosperity. He's going to bless your seed. He's going to bless your crop. He's going to bless your future. He's going to bless your home. He's going to bless your heart. He's going to bless your head. He's going to bless your feet. He's going to bless your employer. He's going to bless you. Let's stay on our feet. Geographical, biological, sacrificial, redemptive. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're here today and you need to be saved, Jesus died on the cross for all your sins. And when we receive him by faith, A, B, C, admitting, believing, confessing, we are saved. If you're saved, you're not going to hell. If you're saved, the Holy Spirit will begin a transformational work in your life. You must be born again. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved, just raise your hand. A bus ministry, I see you. Come on out, brothers. Come on. Every second. Come on, brothers. Come on. Church, come on. Church, say amen. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, brothers. Those of you that need to be saved, come on, my brother. Love you, man. Come on up here. Come on up here, brother. Come on up here. Right here. Right here. Come on. Right here. Come on. Come on. Step on out. Step on out. You want to be saved. You want to be saved. Step on out, brothers. You want to be saved. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. You want to be saved. Come on, baby. Come on. You've been saved. Great. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Come on. Save. Come on, baby. You want to be saved. Come on out. Come on. Don't go to hell. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Brother. Come on. You want to be saved. Come on, brother. You saved. Come on, brother. You saved. 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 Hallelujah. This road. My brother down there. Come on. You saved. Praise Jesus. Down here. You guys saved. You're not saved. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. We love you. Come on, man. Come on, brother. You, you my, you my move, move down. Move down. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Move down. Move down. Move down further. Praise Jesus. There another. Congregation balcony. You want to be saved. Raise your hand right now. If you want to join the church in your Christian experience, raise your hand. You want a church home? Come on. We're not perfect, but we teach the unadulterated word of God. Come on. Come on, baby. There you go. Oh, bless the Lord. Love you. Look at him. He's sharp. Look at him. He's sharp. He's sharp. I like that too. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Is there another? In the day that you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. Is there another balcony? Listen to me. There are a lot of people in church going to hell. You must be born again. Is there another? Is there another? This is why we send our buses out to go get people that they may hear the word of God. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, respond. Is there another? Praise Jesus. I'm going to ask you to go with the preachers, please. Church, say amen.
What a mighty God we serve. Thank you, brothers. Thank you, brothers. Our discipleship classes will take place. No new members orientation. Come down front Friday. Dr. Tony Evans will be here at 8 o'clock from Dallas, Texas to preach the word. And we want to be in full numbers. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Did you learn something today about Abraham? Amen. And Abraham believed God. And it was reckoned for righteousness. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, whatever God asks for, do it. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the souls. Bless us as we leave this place, but never your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed. We love you. Have a great day.